Good evening. We are in the middle of the 31st chapter of the Mar Nevuchim. And in this uh, piece of the Mar Nevuchim, we already are, we've left discussing various words as they relate to Hashem. And the general topic for this chapter that we're in the middle of should be something to the effect of human intellect is limited. And we discussed uh, different types of things, things that people can easily understand things that are beyond our understanding and things that we can partially understand. And just because you can understand something, it's not up? No, blow it up. Oh, I, I guess I could. Oh, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't, I don't, I don't mess it up. It's under view. All I get is enter full screen. Oh, that's, that's not what we want. <laughs> At least we know where we're going. Go back to where we were. Do Apple and, and the plus sign seem that way? Apple? Apple? Bottom left? Apple. No, no, the, on the keyboard. There's the no keyboard. Apple on my keyboard. Uh, command and plus. Command? Yeah. And plus. Command and plus. Nope. All right, you'll just have to trust me. That's all. Now, this thing is so huge. I don't know I'm going to do with this. Oh. How about this one? If it'll keep going. That keeps going. Okay. Anyway, I'm sorry. So anyway, and then we were talking about um, things that people have no interest in cognizing to know how many stars there are, and then there's things that uh, things that are beyond what we could understand, and that's when we try to understand these things. And then there's some things that if we really, it's not that hard if we come to conclusions. But that middle area is where there's going to be disagreements. That's basically what he was discussing. So he's going to now bring some uh, some wisdom from Alexander of Aphrodiseus. And this is just, just to give you a little uh, idea about him, it's just from Wikipedia. And uh, to first of all tell you that he lived in the third century and he was a native of Aphrodiseus. So that makes sense. Well, they call him that. He came to Athens towards the end of the second century. He was a student of a bunch of these fellows. But uh, the main thing that claim to fame is, is he composed several commentaries on the work of Aristotle. Okay. And he has all kinds of treatises about this. And he has one of them called the principles of the universe. And this was done in Arabic or was Arabic translation, whatever. And, um, and this was uh, something that was very much um, wanted by the Muslims later on because they felt a lot of what he says um, was good with Muslim um, faith, so to speak. So the main point is, is that if you wanted to really understand Aristotle, he was the one uh, who was uh, 
although I think he came afterwards, but um, but it was a Talmud, whatever, of his. So a lot of what Aristotle wrote, this fellow made it clear, understandable, and things like this. And even though he lived around the second century, about a thousand years before the Rambam, the Rambam, but he was very famous. Like, like the Muslims accepted a lot of what he said about Aristotle. So now Rambam's in the Muslim world too. So therefore the Rambam, it's not unusual for him to quote this Alexander of Aphrodisius. You said that in the Wikipedia entry. Yeah, where is it? I was looking for Under influence. Keep going down. Right there. Ah. Yes, I was looking for that. I knew it was going to be there. So his comments were greatly esteemed amongst the Arabs who translated many of them. And I'm sure the Rambam, you see, I don't think the Rambam knew Greek. Right? I don't know. Who knows? Maybe he did. But certainly he knew Arabic. So now so his works got tra <coughs> translated into Arabic. Now, next entry is interesting, too. The Church Council of Paris issued a condemnation which probably targeted the writings of Alexander among others. Okay, fine. Anyway, that I is... Just for that reason yeah. Okay, anyway, let us now, we don't need this yet, we're going back now to the Mor Nevuchim, and where are you? That's 132. We have to go back to 131. Give me a second. Okay. Okay, just... Let's try it again. See, I need Romeo. Where for the top? Okay, where is it? Where? Where is it? That's what I want. I know I want to be somewhere. Ah, 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 ah. There it is. <laughs> what happened? I had it. I could always have this set up beforehand, and then it just doesn't. Here it is. Okay. There we are. Okay. Now, Omar Alexander Aphrodite, so that's that fellow, he says there are three um, things that cause arguments. That's the Hebrew says, Gourmet machlokes. The English wants it, which prevent men from discovering the exact truth. What does that really mean? Well, first of all, you can have machlokes. So obviously, there's a machlokes. Not everybody's going to be right. There's different opinions about an, an area. So where does that different opinions come from? If everybody's seeking the truth and they're being honest, so why aren't they reaching the truth? As he said before, there's certain things you can come to what the truth is. So the simple meaning is the reason why there are different opinions. And here it's like, you know, what's prevent people from getting the exact truth. Three reasons. One of them is, again, different Hebrew than what they have. Okay. The first is the... Uh, 
arrogance that a person has and the desire to be victorious. It prevents a person from freeing the truth the way it really is. In other words, you want to be right. Okay? So uh, you like you like to be very uh, litigious. You like to disagree. And uh, you want to be right. And uh, so that doesn't necessarily mean that you're the most honest. Or, again, or you're going to disagree a lot. Second, Vashenis, Dakus Ha'inyan. The topic is a very subtle topic. It's a difficult topic. Hamusik Ba'atzmo, the whole concept, for Omko, it's deep. For Koshi Hasagoso, very hard to comprehend. So it's just very difficult material. Okay? Vashlishis, and the third cause is, is Sichlus Hamasik. The foolishness of the person trying to understand them for Kotsuyat Sichlo and the the limited amount of intellect that he has, of what he can understand. So we have quote unquote people who have a Yetzirah to disagree and at all costs, even if it means to lie. Okay, number two, the object we're trying to understand is very subtle and it's hard to understand. And number three is the limitations of human intellect. And that's one that the Rambam is very big into, that third one. Because he's going to talk much more about this in the next chapter. Where he's got to tell us, you know, you got to know, and this is going to be the major difference to him and Aristotle. A lot of things, Aristotle had a good head. Like, he, it was an honest head. He wasn't a, a liar, so to speak. But he was obviously a big Balgaiva without realizing it, because he thought that everything that exists now always existed. And everything I'm thinking about the way the world is now, that's why I can suppose the world was before as well. And the truth of the matter is, you've already made a big assumption over there. How do you know when the world was created was exactly the way the world is now? In other words, Aristotle, from seeing the world that he saw and the incredible mind that he had, he came up with a lot of MS, real, real scientific MS. But then when we get that that's in the world of observing and understanding the world as is, as the laws of physics. Physics, what you see in this world, you can you have to be very smart to understand exactly what you're seeing. But now when you're speculating, and this is what we're talking <laughs> about, a very subtle thing. Okay, when did the world start? Well, you're gonna have to, you cannot say I know for sure. You can speculate. And you can use your mind and your logic in this, but it makes certain suppositions that the laws of physics that we had have now were the same laws of physics that happened when the world came into being. How do you know that? Right? And that's a big thing he's going to talk about in the next chapter. So, um, therefore, you got to know there's a limit as to how much you can know. And this really is the third thing. There is limitations of human intellect. Anyway... Cain, Zohar, Alexander. And these cases are enumerated by Alexander as such. Now, comes the Rambam, and as a typical Jew, he says, well, we have another reason why we argue. <laughs> and nowadays, Siba Revis Lo Zohar. He didn't mention one, but I think it should be, because he didn't mention it. Shlohai said some. It wasn't by them. 
Now we're going to have to understand why it wasn't. In other words, they're pretty smart guys, this, uh, this what's his name, Alexander, right? Smart guy. He says, these are three reasons people are either being uh, arguing with each other or they're not getting to the truth or whatever. And he's a smart guy. He would have probably figured them all out. But then have to wonder, why is the Rambam figuring, finding a fourth one well, Alexander doesn't have this fourth one. So let's see if you could fit. Let's see what it is and figure out why Alexander didn't say it was there. And the Rambam says it is there. This is habit and upbringing. People by nature love what they're accustomed to and are inclined to. For example, you could see villagers who do not have all the modern conveniences of life. They don't bathe themselves often because it's just not there. And there's not that many pleasures that they have. And it's very hard to make a parnosa. But they love where they live. And Yimasu Hamedinos, they will dislike going to this big city. And are not going to take pleasure in the pleasures of the big city. They prefer the things that they're used to, even though they're bad. In spite of not the good things, but they're just not used to it. All right, simple example. You know, what did people think of the car when it first came out? Of course, those carriages. Yeah, but what, what did they think about it when it came out? What it'll a never, stupid thing. It'll, it'll never, never work. work. The horse, trusty horse and buggy, never have to worry about it. You remember those early cars, you had to crank them up. Yeah, and, and sometimes they would kick back. Spine. It would break your arm because it would turn backwards and break your arm. Ah, this is crazy thing. I remember. No. You keep me with my horse. Right? Or even simple people who didn't, you know, in the beginning didn't want a cell phone. In the beginning, you know, my uh, my mother of blessed memory, when the cell phones first came out, she said, don't take it, you'll get cancer in the year. Yeah. You know, it's just, I'm just saying it's like that kind of attitude. Maybe you could, I don't know. But anyway, but it's just, and you know, you just don't want to bother. Learning this, all these things, or computer, like some people just, Television. I know some people, they still just don't use computers, believe it or not. And they'd rather go with pen and paper with a million little sheets in there, and they got a flip phone, and that's all they got. Because And, and they and they don't, I said, I tell certain people, I said, you know, life could be so much easier for you if you just went, no, 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 I'm too old. <laughs> so this is the same idea over here, okay? And and they don't get satisfaction by living in palaces. and wearing silk clothes. and they don't want to indulge in a nice luxurious bath and with ointments and perfumes. They'd rather live in the, with the pigs. You know, live in the barn with the with the horse with the horses and the cows, and you smell like a horse. You smell like a cow. And this is life. This is the natural life. And they can't like the other things. Okay. So we know that there. Uh, Ramam is saying he probably saw there were people who lived out in the boondocks and 
somewhere in Egypt, in Egypt, and uh, that's how they preferred such life. So so it is with the opinions of people. That they're accustomed, they were raised in it. He loves them. And you defend them. And you push away everything that's the opposite. So now we have the fourth thing. We're not interested in learning things that we didn't learn before. Why should I learn this? So that's going to cause a person from preventing him from finding the truth and rather going to what he's used to. And where's the practical? What's Lamaisa? What's the Ramam driving at? What's he, what do you think he's referring to? Like the masses believe in the corporeality of Hashem. Jews. And many ideas of metaphysical questions, as we shall explain. Right? Many Jews still thought, what? Hashem had a hand. And Hashem eats, and Hashem sits, and Hashem this, and Hashem that. Right? They prefer that. That's what they learned. That's what we're told. And, and when the Rambam comes along and talks about all this sophisticated translation, he says, I don't know about you, but when it says he ate, he must have eaten. And what's wrong with saying God eats? That's just what they're saying. Why is that? Because we're used to learning the way the text, the way they are. And, and, we, uh, and we, we're used to them, we're accustomed to them, and we believe them. With the literal uh, translations, al Talking about corporeality, valdimionim, and different uh, false ideas, enamids which are not true, avalnemer alzada moshlo, but really they're allegories and riddles. For yisel lesibus shani osid lezichrom, and this will be for reasons as I shall discuss later on why we need the metaphors. Now. So don't imagine that that which we've said about this is because it's not because people are not smart enough. And to say that there's a, a, a deficiency over here. No, what he's saying is like this. Don't think, no, I mean say like this. Don't think that what I've said, that there's certain things that man doesn't have enough intellect for. Remember we said back before, one of the reasons is we just don't have enough intellect. That's why we have divisions. He says, don't think this is a Torah-based concept, per se. As oh, when we're discussing Torah, now we're limited in understanding. Philosophers also understand this. Uh, and they still could understand what they could be. Without going off to things that are completely wrong. This is true with no doubt. But for those who ignore everything that is fully proven. So what the Rambam is saying, uh, he's on top of, <coughs> um, what's his name? Alexander's three reasons why people either disagree or come to false reasons. The Rambam is the fourth one. People are used to the way they've had things in the past, and they don't want to know anything else. 
What? Why would those Greeks not have thought of that? Ah, so that, why did they come up with this fourth yeah. one? So one of those forum that I see says the following. Now, this is making an assumption, but we'll assume the assumption is correct. What was the Hiddish of all these philosophers, Aristotle, Socrates, what was their Hiddish in philosophy and science? The idea is you come to everything with a tabla rosa. In other words, if you were a philosopher, what made you Hashiv? Like, it was a certain type of person that you say, I'm going to think about ideas. I'm going to come to, you know, um, what are you going to say? Like, observation, and then come scientific to... Method. Sci scientific method. Okay. Now, scientific method, for it to be a method, you have to come without any preconceived notions. And therefore, these were the real scientists, so they came with, with not preconceived notions. So therefore, it's not like, well, they're used to a certain way. The whole idea of a philosopher said, let's think out of the box yeah. without all the preconceived notions. Now, still in all, there could be three problems. There could be ideas that are uh, very subtle ideas. They're just very hard to understand. They can't blame the philosopher for. Uh, there are certain limitations of the human intellect. And there are certain philosophers who like to be litigious or might just want to win. But generally speaking, you couldn't be a philosopher if you just were stupid, which means, well, that's the way it is, and we don't even bother to think. That's the exact opposite of a philosopher. The whole idea is, let's think. Let's think out of the box. So that was the philosophers. And I guess they were very, they hung around their crowd. So you think these guys are gonna hang around the riffraff? I don't think so. That their own select hush of a <coughs> elitist people that went to Harvard and Yale of Greekville, okay? So they wouldn't think of such an idea. Well, the Rambam is telling us, but with Jews, we gotta deal with this, okay? Because we can't exclude Jews from Judaism. And we can't exclude Jews from understanding things about Hashem. They're part of the group. We don't exclude them from this. I, that's what yeah. would seem to be. Yeah. And now, and this is really serious because the Rambam is going to get, you know, he was attacked for this safer, as we'll see more in the next chapter. Now, I, I thought they were gonna, what he was going to bring in was Gemara learning, where it's all about arguments for the sake of understanding. And that's why there's so many arguments. Um, Seems like another no, <coughs> he's talking here about philosophical ideas. The Gemara is not so much a philosophical; it hints to philosophy. Right. It's mainly halacha. It's mainly halacha. Yeah. But to philosophy, like about God, understanding Hashem, understanding prophecy, understanding where the world comes right. from—that's all philosophy. Now, let's just close with a Rambam in a Mishnah in Sanhedrin. Okay, what happened to the Hebrew? I don't know what's going on here. Okay, this we learned this a long time ago when we did the Rambam's introduction to Mishnayis um, of what do you call it of the tenth chapter of um, you know and we did the thirteen principles of the Rambam and there was an introduction to that. And it was a long thing over here. And I gotta find the section that I left it at. So give me a second. 
Okay, he's talking about different groups of people who are not that smart and, you know, good in understanding things. Three different groups of people that, you know, don't have certain clarity. Uh, so let's just get to the second and third. <sighs> Sorry that it doesn't. And if you, the reader, are from the one of the first two groups, these are people who are not too mentally developed so well, right? Uh, do not pay attention to my words, because he's going to now talk about the 13 principles. He says, and do not, and not to any matter of it, since no part of it will be fit for you, but rather it will hurt you and you will hate it. And now we come back to that analogy about the foods. Remember we talked about the foods in the previous chapter? For how can light foods that are few in quantity but proper in quality be fit for a person who is accustomed to bad foods? Rather, in truth, they will hurt him and he will hate them. Did you not know what the people, uh, what the people that were accustomed to eating onions and garlic and fish said in the desert? Remember they said we don't like this manna and our souls are disgusted? But if you are from the third group, so that when you see one of their words and that intelligence pushes off, you stop and reflect about it and know that it's a riddle and a parable and you lay burden in your heart and occupy it by the meaning of the die idea and the composition and its rational meaning and think to find intelligent intention the straight faith etc etc ah my book is going to be for you so what's the rambam saying he's talking about you nicely but he's saying you idiots are not going to like my book because everything i'm saying is against everything that you understand because you are used to everything being so simple. And I'm talking about God and, and the deep ideas about Hashem. And you're not going to be happy with what I'm going to be telling you here. Right. So the Rambam understands that. So that's what he's saying. This is this fourth group. And that's where Rambam says, don't, you know, don't even read what I'm writing. It's not good for you. So, But he knows he has this group. While Alexander didn't even, wasn't glorious those people. Right. And therefore he said there's only three real reasons for this. Yeah. But the main point of what the Rambam is really getting to over here, he's saying that we have to start having a certain humility to know that we don't have the intellect to grasp everything. That, he says, was one of those three things. And just because you can't grasp everything doesn't mean you can't grasp anything. And that's going to be the main discussion of the next chapter. Okay, yes, you're quite everybody. Sorry for the technical difficulties here.